Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. Welcome to another episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. Did you did you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> you just took over or what? No, normally I say so another episode of Too Fit to Be oh, Tied. Oh, oh. And this time I said You switched it up. I switched it up a little oh, bit. Oh, look at that. All right. I like it. Okay. Well, Jerome, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, I'm not that prepared. Oh, you're not. Okay. I'm I'm kind of stuck actually. Are you stuck? I don't know. I'm stuck. In a rut. In a rut. I don't know what, you know, to talk about. Well, that's oddly um, interesting because we are talking about getting unstuck today. And we probably... It's like I'm psychic. It's like you're psychic. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to help you get um, unstuck. Have you... So, okay, let's explain to the audience what being stuck is, right? Being stuck is like feeling like you're stuck in a rut, feeling like hopelessness, feeling like you aren't, you know, fulfilled in life. Um, yeah. Are you, are you super relaxed right now? You're not. Do I seem like it? You're not as loud as you know. <laughs> I just came from acupuncture. So I'm a little like Zen right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So real nice scheduling that before. Our podcast. I know, right? But, Usually okay. I'm caffeinated. I'm now I'm just like, mm, you know, like meditating over here. Okay. All right. We'll try to work through it. Okay. We'll see how this goes. We could always nix it and start over. Um, have you ever felt stuck in life? No, I've never felt stuck. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I'm who like, hasn't when? felt stuck? I feel stuck all the time. How? Okay. Um, well, give us an example. What's the most stuck you've ever felt? The most stuck I've ever felt? Mm-hmm. And I guess why? Did you think and, you felt that way? And Well, okay, so I would say musically... Um, recently I started writing and recording, uh, more lately and, um, just, I think a lot of it was like all the stuff that I had going on in the past few years, like getting divorced and, um, and moving and, you know, all those sorts of things. You just kind of get, especially, especially when you're doing things that are creative, um, it's hard to just pull that like out of your ass, right? Right. It's not like, oh, I got to mop the floor. I mean, that's a very mechanical sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you half-ass mop on the floor, you you can still get it done. Yeah. You know, but you can't magically make song lyrics come out of your head. Well, think about it. You just, you went through two of like the most, you know, stressful times in your life recently, a divorce and um, moving. So Mm -hmm. how, you know, your mind is so consumed with those things and also recovering from those things right that you know you kind of it would be odd if you were super creative at those moments yeah and I think when you're heal that's when you really you're the real you comes out and not that yeah. moving was like traumatic for you but you know what I'm saying yeah. when you are settled and you have your home and I mean you know but when you are going through a divorce 
You're not going to be the most creative human being on earth, if you ask me. True. No, you're in survival mode at that point. Right. So, okay. So now do you feel like you feel unstuck a little? Uh, yeah, Yeah, as far as music goes, I would say so. Okay. And what do you think, like, propelled that? What made you get unstuck? Um... Okay, so I kept trying to think, okay, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to get, well, one thing, it, it was a lot of it is um, the last time I really did a lot of writing and recording, I had a different music software, different computer, you know, so many things are different. And it was kind of like this daunting task of like, I have to like relearn a bunch of things. Okay. And, um, and then, uh this friend reached out to me on Facebook and then we were going to get together and write. And I think at that point I'm like, Oh shit, I got to step my game up. I got to get, okay, I so you're motivated. I'm motivated because I'm like, I can't, I don't want to half-ass this thing. So okay. I got to get okay. my shit together. It's kind of like a running buddy where it's like, yeah. Hey, you want to go running? And then you're like, Holy shit, I better get the gear and the stuff and I better start watching what I eat. And then, you get motivated because you have a partner, like an accountability buddy. Yeah. So that's what did it. Yeah. And now you're like, just, you know, strumming away and singing away. And what's, what's like, are songs coming to you? Like, what does it mean for you to be unstuck musically? Um, Okay. So for me, unstuck musically, I'm, so I'm, I'm writing and playing and singing and producing and doing all the technical stuff. So to me, it means all of that. And that was one of the things I think that was, that had me stuck. It's such a, um, it's so involved, you know, it's not like if I set up my guitar and just hit record on a, on a, um, on my phone record, Okay. you know, it's like, okay, you got to, um, set the software up correctly. Okay. Now I got to play the drums. Okay. Then I got to go back and I got to play the bass. And it's like, Oh shit, the drums and the bass aren't quite lined up. So now you got to go back and fix all those things. Okay, now, all right, now play the guitar and then now play the keyboard and then now sing. And it's like, shit, I'm off key. All right, and that harmony doesn't work so there. So you make a song and you do all the stuff in the song. Yeah. You're like, okay, you know what we should do? What? And by we, I mean you. You should make a song for the podcast and it's like our theme song. Interestingly, did you already do it? The music that is in our. Mm-hmm. Yeah. podcast the opening yeah i did that you didn't know that wait no you made that <laughs> <laughs> get out of here you made that yeah you i didn't know that. that no yeah. i just thought it was like i don't know like stock music or something that you oh well like. thanks <laughs> wow you didn't know i did that i did not know i swear to god I, you, I i'm sure I, i'm sure i told I'm you i'm pretty sure you, you never told me i think you're just like yeah i got this like and we can use i don't know there's i okay. actually to be honest i have no idea Okay, I feel like I told. I, I, again, remember oh, we were drinking quite a bit. That's true. You know what? I'm days. I'm impressed with this podcast now. Okay, maybe okay. we we have like an ending then where it's like, but with a song. Okay. It really like pulls at people's heartstrings. Something sad. You know, something like about just to you know being fit, being healthy, being recovering from being your best self. Yes, being okay. unstuck. How about a being unstuck okay. song? All right, I'll, I'll think about it. We'll, okay, consider it. You know, motivation. And Okay, and so then you do all that stuff, and then you got to mix it. And then once you mix it, um, if you don't have high-end 
a high-end recording studio like I do not have, mm-hmm. then you have to mix it and then it sounds good in the studio, but then you got to take it to the car and then you got to play it on your iPhone. You have to play it in all the different environments that people will listen to it. And so oh. sometimes you go, oh, it sounds good here. And then you take it to the car and it sounds like shit. And then you got to come back and mix it again. Okay. Or you listen to it and go, oh, that harmony is off. Now I got to go back and do that. So, I mean, there's so, in, in the process of doing a song, I've probably listened to it thousands of times. I would assume that the challenge of it is exciting to you. I'm just guessing. I would assume that when you're hearing it, you know what I mean? And it's like you, I don't know, you get something right or it really fuels you and it rewards you. I would assume that those are the things that keep you continuing to listen to this a million times and fixing it and going back and, you know, re-editing. I would assume those are the things that are driving you. Well, that and getting it right. And it's like, okay, people are going to hear this. Okay, but who is going to hear it? That's the next thing. Who's going to hear it? Yeah, like I want to know the the end result for you. Like what is what makes this so rewarding in the in the end? To be like, I did it or to put it out? Like then what happens to the music when you make it? Um, well, what's going to happen to this music is I'm going to put it on Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and so then it's different from, do you remember that CD I did forever yes, ago? Yes, okay. yeah. So that was, I would do shows and then I would sell the CDs at shows. Okay. So then the people I think that, I might have owned one. What's that? I think I owned one. I've got like a thousand. If I need any more. <laughs> you got lost it. it. Um, <laughs> but, um, but then people that are at your shows are buying those, right? right. And so those are people that like you already. You know, yes. now this is people that might go, let me see what this dude is doing. Okay. Oh, that sucks. So you don't, I don't want it to be like that. I want yes. it to be like, okay, it's gotta be this per- is, yes. it's gotta be. Okay. That makes sense. I had no idea level. that was the end goal. Yeah. I thought you were just like making music in your house just because you would like, like you want to hear your own stuff. I didn't realize there was like a thing happening after this. This makes so much more sense now to me. Oh, this, oh, the thousands of times listening to it. Yeah. 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 Oh, and also like putting it out there. I got it now. Yeah. And so the reward is putting something out there that you really made and you took, you know, some people it's cooking, you know, others, they want to, they want to, they want to feed people. You want to feed people's soul through music. That's an excellent way to put it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that brings you joy. Um, I mean, I think the whole process does. I mean, I think like you said, I mean, there's times when you, when I'm going through and I go, I really like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's what I wanted right there. Okay. Or, or I see something, I go, okay, I want to do this. And then when I get that, it's like, yes, I, I, I nailed it. Okay. So you're not going through, and I want the audience to understand, you're not going through the process like, oh, I hate doing this. This sucks. Like, I just want to get to the end goal. You're actually enjoying the whole process. You enjoy the whole process, but then there's like this love-hate aspect to it mm-hmm. where at times it's, it's very frustrating. Of course, right, because you can't get it right or you're yeah. not, yeah. Or it's like, I'm. this is what I want, but I'm not hearing that when I'm okay. getting okay. it down. Okay, you know? yes, but you're not waking up being like, oh, I have to go do that today. You get frustrated in some of the moments, but you're actually enjoying the whole process. Right, right, okay. and that's the thing with creativity. If you, if you, if you hate it, you, you know, probably you're shouldn't not, be doing it. you probably shouldn't be doing it. Okay. But, th- but there is this aspect of it where you... Or, or at least I put pressure on myself, and I'm sure other people do too, 
Because if you don't, then you could end up just procrastinating. Right. And never doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I have, um, cause you know, I did research like five seconds before this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're always on top of your I game. I am. I'm quick. You know, I'm efficient. So interestingly enough, this statistic. Wait, wait, wait. You have to tell us about a time when you were stuck. Okay. I will. I will. But we, okay. let's, uh, because we just started with you, let, let's get to, okay. to, we're talking about this brings you joy. This yeah. rewards you. Right. Yeah. And so, you're getting louder by the way. So you're, oh, it's nice. You're, my Zen. Coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this just, I, so, okay. I, whoa, I can't even talk. Um, a recent study found that 69% of people feel trapped in the same old routine and only three out of 10 people are happy with their lives. Only three out of 10 people are happy with their lives. Wow. That's like, that's scary. That is, well, I could believe it. Well, I bet you if I grabbed 10 people, I could pick out only two or three that are truly happy, to be honest. Should we go on the street? I mean, look, there's a... Bring the microphone out. Excuse yeah, me, there's... sir. Are you, ha- are you happy with your life? Um, but I think that is why I, we wanted to shoot this episode because mm-hmm. it's people don't know how to find that. It's like they get up, they do their thing, they go to work, they begrudgingly have to get up and, you know, get in the car to drive to work or maybe work from home, mm-hmm. which, you know, you roll out of bed and you, you grab your laptop and you start your, your thing. And then you take care of the kids or whatever it is your routine is, you come home, you do it all over again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just talking with a client the other day and we are talking about his buddies and how he's drinking, you know, he's like, man, like the guys around my neighborhood, all they want to do is just drink themselves to death on the weekend. And I said, that's because they're not happy. They're probably not happy with their lives. And it's the only time that they can actually let loose and do anything. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you're totally right. And he's like, meanwhile, I'm enjoying my work. I enjoy my kids. I have a happy marriage. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. So we have some tips for um, getting unstuck, but I will give you my story on my being stuck. Um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about, I mean, I've been stuck in <laughs> many, many different ways, but, um, the re- most recent is, uh, my career, you know, for the, those that are listening for the first time, I worked in the fitness industry for 23 years and it was like my biggest passion in my life. I felt like mm-hmm. my life's work was to teach people in terms of classes, in terms of, you know, personal training, nutrition, like that was what I was meant to do. There was never a thought of doing anything else. And so I was waking up miserable. Like I talked about, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my, I I committed to this and I would find myself unhappy. Yeah. To the point you were getting rashes. I was like getting eczema and stomach issues and grinding my teeth. And I was like, something is wrong. Like, I feel like a very unhealthy, healthy person. (laughs) And so I had to, it took me a long time to realize what is my problem? You know, and I was changing all these things like around me. Maybe Mm -hmm. my house isn't, you know, organized enough. Maybe my studio isn't organized enough and we need to bring somebody in to do that. Maybe I need, you know, a business manager. Um, And so all of these things that I tried to do was just not working. And so I finally had to come to Jesus moment and say, I need to make a change. Okay. And so as we know, what are you laughing at? (laughs) What's so funny? You didn't know I did that theme song. (laughs) You're like, maybe you could do a theme song for the. I did. I I did. You're still laughing about that. I had no idea. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyways. So um, we had shot the episode. We talked about how I was like 
going to um, close my business and start just coaching, which I was extremely nervous about because I was also nervous. Like, was I going to find be fulfilled, you know? Yeah. And in, it's been three months and I am finding myself the other day. I had a cocktail party with um, my two 70 year old clients. Mm-hmm. I would have never in a million years done that. If I had a studio, I'd be too busy. Yeah. My mind was so stuck. I was so worried about the next thing and, you know, keeping up with my staff and, you know, not, I was, I felt like I was never doing like my to-do list was just growing exponentially and I wasn't being able to check any of it off. Okay. And you said something interesting. I I forget exactly what you said, but, uh, when you were thinking about doing coaching, you were kind of concerned because you didn't know um, if you would enjoy it or, or you didn't know how it was going to go. Yes. And I think that is probably one of the things that um, helps keep people, that, that keeps people stuck, right? So you go, I'm not enjoying my life, but I'm too scared to make a change. Yes. You fear so, that you'll regret the decision. Yeah. That's the whole thing. You fear that you might say, oh my God, I should have never done that. Why did I close that? Or in a relationship, I fear that I should have never let that person go. And now I'm, now I'm, well, I'm alone, you know, and people, you know, I'm scared to be alone. I'm, I'm scared of what that would mean. Right. Instead of saying, okay, I got to get something better. And, you know, I'm going to have to take a leap of faith that there is something better out there because this certainly is not working. It's like, I'm too scared to do that. So I'm going to stay right where I am. Right. And, and I don't think it was the fear of not being able to do it like financially. There was a part of that, of course, but I think the fear was really more or less, am I going to enjoy this? Or am I going to be regretful that I made the wrong decision? And, you know, I'm having cocktails with my two clients. I, there was one woman who I texted and I was like, I hope you have a great first day at work. I was like, who am I? Because (laughs) it's not that I'm not a nice person and I care about my clients. It's that I didn't have the mental capacity to be able to remember or even send a text to do something nice for somebody. Oh, you had so much going on. And there's no way that I would remember about your first day of work and that I had the ability to even message you about that. You know, and yeah. it's like, wow, I stepped and, back. And be cheery about it, too. Right, And not right. be like, well, fuck you, your first day of work. <laughs> right. Uh, so for me, I was like, this is a huge change for me. Like I am enjoying connecting with people on a way different level. And that brings me fulfillment. It's not what I thought was bringing me fulfillment. I thought owning this retail space and having this business and people work under me um, was bringing me like satisfaction. And it actually was bringing me the complete opposite. And it was actually causing way more problems and way more stress. And I wasn't able to get the connection that I really wanted. And I, for me, well, like we talked about the music, mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm helping somebody yeah. and it's not just in a workout. It's now I would venture to say though, that earlier in your career, when you were, when you owned the fitness studios, you did get fulfillment from that. And then just over time, you got to the point where you said, I want something different. That's true. But I also thought that I had a little bit of this. I still think, you know, in the beginning of owning a studio, we had so many get togethers and community events. And as you got, as I got burned out mm-hmm. and also the, the stress was just consuming me, I was unable to even do those things anymore. And I oh. kept telling myself, it's kind of like you musically making yourself sit at a desk and being like, Jerome, 
create, Chiron, yeah. make a song, Chiron, you know, come up with the words. And, and I feel like that's what I was doing in a sense with my studio is yeah. I was like really, you know, banging my head against a brick wall and it wasn't working. I was like, I want to be able to connect with people, connect with people, yeah. have a community, care about, you know. Connect with me, damn it. Yes. And it wasn't working. So what I had to do was get well, rid I'm of it. Well, starting a new job on Monday. <laughs> get out of here. Good for you. Um, and so that has really been helpful. But of course, it's e- way easier said than done. Like, oh, just go, you know, just close your business and start fresh or go find a new career. Yeah, it's that's uncomfortable. Of course it's uncomfortable. So I have some ways to get yourself unstuck. Okay. Now, did you use any of these ways to get unstuck? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I definitely did. Okay. So the first one, let go of the past. Listen, stop listening to the stories in your head. So for me, I have always been told to, like, I would screw up a two-car funeral. Remember, that was, like, my oh, father's right, right. biggest thing, right? Uh-huh. And it was, like, that has, I carry that. You know, a lot of times I thought, well, eh, you know, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want people to be disappointed in me. I don't want, and I can't I can't worry about what has happened in the past and what failures I've made. It's It's not necessarily a failure. Right. I mean, and I think the other thing that goes along with that is in letting go of the past. Because if you don't let go of the past, then you project that past into your future. Right. I mean, we've talked about manifesting and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And, and how you're always manifesting, whether or not you're consciously saying, I want to manifest this. You're, that is just the state that you're in. When people go, oh, I manifested that, they're saying, okay, I consciously focused on this thing. But regardless of whether or not you're doing that, you're always manifesting. And, and a lot of times what people manifest as their future is what they had in the past because they keep replaying those past thoughts. Stories, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, second, change your perspective. So just shifting your mindset. Yeah. And, and I mean... And I- for me, it was changing the fact that I told myself this was my life's calling. I was going to own a studio and I was going to do it forever. And um, I was, you know, in my mind, I was eventually, as I as I aged, I was going to man. I was just going to take a little bit of a step back, but I would still own it. Somebody else yeah. would manage it, and it was like, you know what? That dream needs to go. It's not aligning with how I'm feeling. Yeah, and. It's just not working for me anymore. So I had to change my perspective. And you have to almost change your identity. Like, that's how you identify as. It's the same as... Yeah. Yeah, you were, you, were the, you were the hit at fitness lady. Right. Of course. That's how everybody knew me. Um, same thing about... Same thing in marriage. I mean, I think we can both say we were stuck in mar- in our marriages. Yeah. And then you... Yeah. And, and you go, okay, well... What are people going to think about this? Well, also, I'm married. Like, they call me Mrs. And I wear a ring. And, like, yeah, I, I, you don't want to change your identity. It's scary to do that. Yeah. So and you so, just pretend to be married? So you, just, <laughs> so you change your mindset. Keep wearing like, the ring. You know what? I'm gonna, and honestly, I stopped wearing my ring for a long time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop wearing my ring. And we're going to see how this feels. And that it, it was sort of a shift in my perspective, really. Oh, before you got divorced, you stopped wearing the ring? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, before I officially got divorced, yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, this feels good. I was like, oh, I, I'm allergic to white gold. <laughs> Who knew? Um, start with small changes. Mm. 
Okay. So I think, but the thing is, I believe that starting with small changes sometimes ends up catapulting into much bigger radical changes. Well, I, yeah, I think the thing is to just get to just get a little momentum going. Right. Okay, just get just get something. Just get you know. Sometimes when I'm cleaning, it's like okay, just wipe off the counter. Mm. Just start there, and then you and then you get into a, a rhythm, a yeah. groove, and then you can continue from there. I do that with my workouts all the time. I'm like, okay, just run down the block and back. And then if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to. Yeah. And I'll do it. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on. I just like, I just got my heart going. Like, <laughs> come on. You so have you going. ever just run down the block, come and back and got in the house, gone in the no, house? No, never. Okay. Never. But that's how I'll start it. I start all, I always tell my clients too, like start with something super easy. Give yourself five minutes. If you want to quit after five minutes. Okay. But guaranteed yeah. you won't. Yeah. So small changes. Um, explore your purpose. So this was a big one, right? Like Yeah. Oh my god, that could have been a whole podcast episode. That could be eventually. Explore your purpose. So how do you know your purpose? I just knew that I want to help people. That was my that's my purpose. It doesn't and again, I had to shift my mindset because my purpose, I could still help people. Actually, I could help people more. I just wasn't able to see that. I didn't know that I was going to be able to text this woman on her first day of work and be like, or her cheerleader and be like, have a great day. You know, yeah. I mean, who knows? She probably, she could have looked at him and like, screw you. But she might, it might've actually really made her day. She might've been nervous. And, you know, it might've been the only person that remembered it was her yeah. first day of work, you know? Because you felt so good because you had made these changes. So you see, there's a ripple effect with, with this. It's so true. And so for me, I felt like, I, that is my purpose is to connect with people and to help them. I don't yeah. have to do it in a big, you know, 2,500 square foot place. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's the thing where people go, what am I supposed to do? What, you know, what's my purpose? You know, as if there's, and this is my opinion. Um, and I'm not a professional, but you know, people say, what's my purpose as though there's a purpose out there. And, they just can't find it. But I, I think a mm -hmm. lot of it is just going inside and saying, what do I want? What am I compelled to do? Mm -hmm. There's a, the thing that they say, what did you like to do when you were younger? Yes. You know, that's a huge one. What would you do if you weren't getting paid to do it? Right. There's a third one. Did you used to like sing and perform when you were young? Like to your parents or did you ever? Oh, well, yeah. The first instrument I learned how to play was bass guitar. And then I would go and, you know, sit in the basement and learn songs. And I would come up and have my, you know, parents listen while I, you know, play the bass guitar. And we had a piano in the house and I never really took piano lessons, but I would mess around with the piano. And so music has always kind of been, mm -hmm. you know, there in the, in the back of my mind. Well, and, and the other thing, I think your purpose doesn't necessarily need to be your occupation. Right. And so, but, you know, you can, you can find something that feeds that purpose whether it be volunteering or, you know what I mean? It right, could be a hobby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, you know, so if you say, for example, your your occupation and your purpose line up. Right. You know, but if you wanted, <clears throat> wanted to help people, you could go and volunteer at the food pantry. Mm -hmm. You know, you could teach people how to read. You could be a big brother, big sister, mm -hmm. you know, sort of deal. You could be a soccer coach. You'd be a soccer coach. <laughs> that's what I realized that my job aligns with my purpose and yeah. I don't need a side gig 
free yeah. side, free side gig to, yeah. to fulfill me. Like this is just, I'm overly fulfilled. That's why I had to stop my, my coaching, my soccer coaching. Well, I'm still trying to figure out how they let you be a soccer coach and you didn't know anything about soccer. They'll take anybody. <laughs> Literally will take anyone. They're like, look, we asked everybody else. My ex just asked me if I would be a basketball coach. And I was like, you have crossed the line now. This is insanity. I don't know what, I mean, like soccer, you, it's a little, a lot easier. I was like, no way am I teaching. Now my son's older. He's like going to be nine. I'm not teaching nine-year-old boys basketball. They'll look at me like I have five heads. They'd actually know how to do some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'd be asking them and, like, well, what do we do now, guys? And I'm assuming you're not a great basketball player. So. I, I don't think I've even watched a game. I know. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So they're like, do, <laughs> do a layup, Miss Constance. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, believe in yourself. That's the other one. How many times? So, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. How many times do you have clients who do not believe in themselves and they just can't get the results that they want? Because all they do, they walk in, the moment they walk in, they're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I don't want to work out. Oh, I ate so bad. Oh, I did this. And it's like, but your mindset sucks. Like, yes, you do have days like mm-hmm. that. But if you're always coming in to your training sessions, like hating it, you're never going to like it. It's never going to be fulfilling to you. And it's the same thing you walking into your job. If you walk into your job every day and you're just like, oh my God, this sucks. You know, yeah. you're never going to be good at it. And you're never going to feel that feeling that you're kind of potentially chasing in terms of being unstuck or being fulfilled. Well, yeah. And then, and then that comes into play when, I mean, and it's, it's easy to just say, believe in yourself. It's like, well, what does that mean? But when people don't believe in themselves, you're right. They don't get the results that you want because they can't to go back to um, earlier. You're always manifesting. And if you can't see yourself how you want to be, and instead you see yourself how you are now, then that's, that's the image that you're projecting into the future. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing I get people, that, that's the hardest thing to get people to understand. See, I mean, if you go, okay, I'm going to run a marathon. There are certain things that marathon runners do. You got to have some shoes. You have to run a certain number of days a week. Um, you go, okay, I got a long run on Saturday, so I'm not going to stay up and, and, and drink all night because I know I got to run I don't know, 20 miles or whatever. I've never done a marathon. Uh, but there's, there's things that line up. Just when you say, I'm going to run a marathon, there's all these things that line up with it. And so if you can't see yourself running that marathon, you're not going to buy your running shoes. You're not going to keep your scheduled runs. You're not going to eat properly for that. And, um, and so if you can't see, see yourself having lost that 10, 15 pounds, and instead you go, oh, I'm never going to lose that weight, then you're going to continue to do the things that keep you at the weight that you are now. Yeah, that's true. Very true. But I think that the problem is people can't identify what they say to themselves. So for example, I read a book, I don't remember what it was, but it gave you this exercise. It was some sort of self-help book. And it said, you should write down the things that you say to yourself all day. Keep a notebook candy and just write down like when you're like, oh, you know, oh, you're so, like, my son will do this and it makes me angry. He'll be like, God, I'm so stupid. And I'm like, don't say that. Yeah. Do not say that about yourself. That's a horrible thing to say. And I don't know if he's heard that, 
or if he really just is thinking that as he's going along, you know, but it's like, you might go out, you might go through your entire day saying horrible, horrible things about yourself, yeah. mumbling under just your abusive. breath. Just yes. <laughs> and you don't even know you're doing it. So you're just like, well, be positive about myself. Like, what do you mean? Be positive, believe in myself. I do. Well, you actually may not because you might be saying that all the things you have just like this. It's like having a little voice walking around, just you're right, abusing you all day. Well, and and interestingly, a lot of times you don't know that you're doing it. And when that voice is internal, it doesn't sound like a thought. It sounds like you. It sounds like you're you're one and the same. Right. And so to go back to meditation, that is one of the things I think that meditation does. It's like you you become aware of what's happening in your mind. You know, a lot of times it's not saying, okay, my mind is just gonna be blank. It's it's like saying, okay. Be aware of of what's happening in your mind. Be see that thought as it comes up, and then mm-hmm. when you see it that way, it's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can go, "Oh, I'm not going to have that thought anymore." You know. And every now and I mean, and we all have those things every now and then. And and I've actually given that voice the finger on a number <laughs> of occasions. Every <laughs> voice, yeah, interesting, um, but. That's that's why I say you know say be positive. But or, see, you gave or believe the, in yourself. But you just said you gave that voice the finger. Yeah. Some people internalize that and they're like, God, I'm so stupid. I can't even meditate right. You know, yeah. God, I'm such an idiot. I keep thinking about you know whatever you're thinking about, and it's like they internalize that. You're kind of almost separating that and being like, Hey, you know, yeah, that part of me, stop doing that. Yeah, that's a thought that right. arose. Um, there's another exercise that I, uh, somehow read about. I don't know where I get these ideas and okay. it said you should write down. Cause I didn't like the one about thinking to yourself. Like, I don't feel like I say really mean things to myself. So I didn't like that for me, that one didn't work. Okay. I, I wasn't going to, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that one. But there was one where it said, think of all the things, all the messages your parents have given you. And so on one side, you know, the good messages and on side, well, the, the other side, the bad messages, you know, okay. and it was like the most contradictory thing I've ever written in my life. It was like, you know, you can do any, you could be anyone, you can do anything. And then on the other side, it was also like, but you, you could screw up with your car funeral. I was like, my God, the mixed messages. So that was a little bit eye opening because it had me sitting back thinking of times and circumstances and events and you know it, it was a little bit therapeutic to go through and okay. to just write out what I've heard come out of my parents mouths about me and it came I even wrote down certain um you know events just and then this time this happened and then that time that happened it kind of it, it, it was very cathartic in a little bit of a way okay and so after you write down all these messages what what do you do with them So, I mean, I have worked very much on forgiveness, right? So I'm not, I have no anger against my parents for the things that they did. And I think for me, I write them down and I'm like, wow, that's really effed up. Like I would never say these things to my kids. And in a way it it was rewarding because I'm like, my God, I have turned into such a better parent. And that to me is, you know, very, that, that is fulfilling to me is that Uh, I can have a relationship with my kids, not saying that I'm perfect of course but you should have your kids in the podcast right and you <laughs> I'm, I'm such an well, awesome my son parent be like nope i'll trade her in any day um he's a big fan of our podcast right yeah right right yeah right he he anytime he hears like a lingering 
you know, podcast. It's like, get this off. Um, but that for me was very like, wow, I, I have done the complete opposite with my kids. And that for me was like, I, that's what I took from the exercise. Okay. You know, it left me feeling good. Like, yeah. wow, I did none of this. I've never said I didn't, I didn't fall into the, cause one of the things, I mean, I'm sure the, um, the saying you could screw up a two car funeral. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody said that to your dad. And he yeah. internalized it yeah. and then just, you, you know. You know what? You just, I've never actually thought about that. Oh, You're I so mean, right. I mean, think about parents get the blame for if you screw up your kids. Right. They got screwed. They came into it with, with their own baggage. Yeah, you're right. You know, and, and especially, and, I, and I'm not, you know, excusing anything, but that was, um, I mean, your parents didn't grow up in a time where you, you went to, I, I got to go to my therapist and talk right. this out. Fuck is that? They're just you repeating know. it. They just yeah. repeat what they, what they, yeah. You don't think about doing better or changing your ways. A lot of times that generation just did exactly what their parents did. You just fell into that cycle and that's, that's how you be a parent, you know, <laughs> you say shitty things to kids yep. and straighten them out. Yeah. You know? Right. And then you repeat that. Um, okay. And then the other one is consider talking to a professional because sometimes you don't correlate what has happened to you in the past with why maybe you do the things that you do or the, there are many times as a kid that I always felt so severely lonely and sad. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will get that feeling for no good reason, but I'll just like, be like, God, I feel like that again. You know, it's like a weird, maybe because I am so used to feeling that way that sometimes that feeling comes over me. And I'm just like, wait a minute, why do I feel this way? And I would internalize it. And then I would start thinking about the past. And maybe that's why, why am I so messed up? And someone told me, let that go. That's not yours. That is not your stuff. That is from way in the past. And that might be like, you know, mm-hmm. that that is not yours. And let it go. Like, imagine that you put it in a balloon and the balloon, you know, rose up and it, it dissipated. And yeah. that has really helped. So sometimes when I have those feelings of, you know, ho- uh, hopelessness or sadness, I'm like, this is just not mine. Like, I, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want that. <clears throat> well, and uh, God, what was, how, how does it go? Um, this is a, a Joe Dispenza thing. Mm-hmm. You, you will have these, um, like, say you have that thought, right? Okay. Um, you know, you're sad and you're lonely and that sort of thing. You have that thought. It releases certain chemicals into your body. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and you have certain reactions. This happens long enough. And then now you don't even need to have the thought. You're used to having the thought and your body is now thinking it's almost like that process is happening in reverse. Those those chemicals and hormones get released that would make you feel sad and lonely because you're used to feeling that. And you didn't even have that thought. But now that you have the feeling of being sad and lonely, now you have, well, I'm sad and lonely. Right. I mean, it's like your body is like thinking Memory. in reverse. It has like, your and your it body becomes the mind. Yes. And I think thinking about how, what am I thinking and how am I feeling? And I, being able to identify that and check in with yourself really is helpful. Because how can you be your best self? And how can you live feeling unstuck when you are still stuck in, you know, emotional regression and... Uh, feelings of hopelessness and despair, you know? So really getting your mindset right and thinking, and that's the way you do it. Because people think it's so easy. Like, what's the secret? Well, you have to 
investigate. Work, yeah. You have to do work. Um, okay, so there is another uh, couple of tips, and these are a little bit bigger. One is make a radical change, like we talked about. Like sometimes those small changes, you might need to make a huge change. A case in point, getting divorced for me was a huge radical change. Yeah. I was never going to do that again. And I realized that I can't care what people think. I can't care that I'm repeating the past. This has to happen for me to have ha- have a fulfilling and amazing life. And, and that's another thing. Um, you can't care what people think. And that's another thing that keeps people stuck. Well, what will people think? Right. What will people think if I, I don't know, quit my job and open a... Ice cream a, shop. Ice cream shop, Yeah. <laughs> Because that's true. Think about it. You're a corporate professional and you're you're opening, I'm sorry, a what? An ice cream shop? I don't think a lot of people would say, wow, good for you. That's awesome. I think people would be like, what the hell are you thinking? I have a story for you. When I left the corporate world, I was sitting, sitting in a meeting with all these people around and I was telling them, okay, I'm leaving and this person's got responsibility for this project. Call this person if you need that. <clears throat> and they said, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, I'm going to do personal training and I'm going to work on music. Every one of those people went around the table and went, oh, I always wanted to open a pet shop. Ah. Oh, I always wanted to open an antique store. You know, and here I am sitting in this meeting thinking these people are going to think I'm crazy. And instead, they're thinking, I wish I was doing something yeah. else besides this job. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I get that a lot of people have family responsibilities and that sort of thing. But. That's that thing I think that stops people. What what will people think? Right. And in a lot of cases, there'll you know there will be some naysayers, and they might be people that are jealous. But then there's also people that go, "Oh my God, good good luck." I you know I wish I could do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I have a, some clients who will come to me and be like, "You know, that I lost my job." You know, and I'm like, "This might be the best thing that's ever happened to you because you were never going to leave that job because you were so you hated it mm-hmm. and you were so fearful." of leaving and now the universe did you a favor like this is yeah. your time to shine like sometimes you know of course in the moment you know do they feel better once you say that well, this is the best thing that's ever happened best to you. thing ever you know or my husband just came home and wanted a divorce well you didn't like him anyway so you <laughs> right. know what congrats um i don't necessarily say that but in the yeah. end it people always say it happened what it happened for a reason it's like the universe did you a favor so yeah. if you couldn't take the ball in your court and do what you wanted with it it was going to happen regardless. Yeah. Okay. So the other, another one is focus on the journey, right? So for example, when I closed the studio, I thought, what am I going to do in 20 years? Like I am, I was 40 ish, (laughs) 40 ish, I guess. And what am I going to do when I'm 60 ish? Am I still going to really own this? Like I'm going to feel a lot different at 60 ish than I do feel at 40 ish. And Why so, is that? You could feel... No, you can feel great. But I mean, yeah. your life is different, right? Like, your kid, uh, my kids will be grown. Yeah. Like, well, my one already is. My second will be. And like, am I just going to be married to a fitness studio location where I'm going to be stuck here covering for people because... Somebody's somebody, lost their grandma. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I'm going to need to explain that because that sounds like I'm being a dick. Yeah, right. Okay, you had this guy that, that worked for you, and he couldn't show up to teach class. And he, he couldn't show up because they lost his grandmother. And I'm like, oh, my God, did his grandmother died. It's like, no, they just lost her. I go, she no, just, they lost her. And they, I'm like, again, 
This seems to happen frequently. And I'm like, that is fucking genius because your grandmother died. You can only use that excuse once. <laughs> but if you lose her. <laughs> yeah, if you lose her, it's like, shit, she got out. She got out again. And those were the moments where I was like, do I really want to continue to do this? You know, do I want yeah. to be like, do I want to be traveling? Because I mean, that is one of my big goals. I want to be able to travel when my kids are no longer, you know, when my, when my son's not in the house, when he's yeah. in college or he's a grown man. Am I going to be worried about this guy losing his freaking grandmother? Like, this is what my life is going to look like. You know, this doesn't seem like fulfillment to me. So (laughs) focusing sometimes on the future and your future goals Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily align with what you're doing right now. And that may help propel you to make a change. Yeah. And focusing on the journey, you learn so many things. I remember, um, I remember Amanda, our energy healer friend, she said to me, Constance, you're closing a studio. This is great. I go, what's so great about this? You know, and she said, you are going, you, I don't know how to dissolve a company and you're learning how to do that. And honestly, it's for me, I was like, she's so right. I am actually learning something that is like, a lot of people don't know how to do that. See? I'm getting life lessons in growth. Yeah. And I will say this, and I may have to think about this a little bit. Focus on the journey and it's, and, but all of it's the journey. Right. You know, I mean, even when you, even when you reach a goal, what are you just, you're just going to stop. Right. I mean, it's still, you're still, you're still on that journey. You're still traveling. You're still traveling. And you know, the biggest, the most important time for people to grow and to really come out as, as a better human being is when you go through tough times. You know, it's so much easier to tell somebody else, like, oh my gosh, you are going to get through this and be a completely different person, but in a good way. Now, when it happens to me, I'm like, you know, F this, this is bullshit. Like I've gone through enough tough times. Yeah. Like, why do I have to have one more? And I'm, we all do that. You're, you may never feel unstuck, but you may feel fulfilled in ways that you never thought could, could be. You know, I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we also tell ourselves we can't have it all. You can't have the career. You can't have the relationship. You can't have the kids. You can't have, you know, the, the happiness. And it's like, well, we feel like we have to sacrifice one or two things for the others. And it's like, no, you can actually. So you're saying have, you can have it all. You that, can have it all. That may have to be our next podcast. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people would want to know how to have it all. I think you can have it all. I don't think that that's a constant. I think mm-hmm. things fluctuate. Okay. You know, um, but so sometimes you forget about the kids. Sometimes the kids are eh, not doing so great because you're too busy, you know, focusing on your own happiness. Um, but I do think you can have it all. And I think you just, it's, it takes work. It's not like an end result. I think we're all yeah. looking for the moment where we can sit on the beach with a margarita in our hand and say, wow, we did it. I mean, I know for me, that was like my goal. And I was, I, I have had to realize that, oh my gosh, that doesn't actually happen. I think it happens on your deathbed, really and truly. You may not have a margarita in your hand, but you literally can take your last breath and say, wow, I had it all. Yeah, see, and and that's it. I mean, but every now and then, you should go and sit on the beach. Yes. With a, Do you say martini or margarita? Margarita. Margarita. You should go and sit on the beach and look at the stuff that you've done and say, I'm I'm doing all right. Right. And then you myself. What's that? I, you should be able to say, hey, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. And then, you know, the next day you get off the beach and you get back on your on your journey. Yeah. Because if if you get to the, I think, if you get to the point where you just go, I'm done, 
and sit on the beach, you're probably going to die the next day. <laughs> you know, what? that's what, because you, you have nothing it's else over. to do. It's you're over. Right. You're right. You, so, you, have, you, have no, you no longer have a purpose. All right. So the key, really and truly what we've came to find is the key to getting unstuck is to sitting on the beach with a margarita in your hand and saying, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. And that's it. That's the key, you guys. That, that, I think we nailed it. And then get back on your journey. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Deep. That is very deep. And you guys can take that. And now you don't need to go to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Wait. take it to your therapist. Yeah. See what he or she thinks. And say, I didn't take your advice. I, I sat on the beach with a margarita and I feel much better. And I said, I'm proud of Gosh darn it, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I'm, what is it? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Gosh darn it, I'm proud of myself. No. Uh, I think it's gosh darn it, people like me. I modified it to have your Oh, your okay, saying. okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, well, so um, make sure you listen to the intro again, because apparently that is a custom-made song for all of our listeners. Yeah. And here's something you also may not know. It also plays at the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, stay so. tuned because you're about to hear <laughs> the jams. All right. So I think that's it. We're running into like yeah, 50s something minutes now. And um, uh, and we try to keep these things short enough so that they're digestible. So that's it for Too Fit to Be Tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.